Welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hey, hey, what is going on? I'm super excited to chat with you today about two of my favorite topics, stress and digestion, because I have struggled with both of these things. They are super, super connected, and I don't think a lot of people know about how connected they actually are, because a lot of you, when I talk to you, you're telling me that you're really, really stressed out, you're having all these digestive issues, and if we don't know that it's connected, it's going to be a lot harder to heal it, and it makes so much more sense once we can understand where all these things are coming from instead of feeling like, oh my God, I have all these different random things happening. What's going on? Where it's like, okay, it's all right. They're directly connected. So it makes so much sense why you'd be feeling both stress and digestive problems because they are directly connected. So let's just hop right into this because I'm super excited to chat about it. So as you already know, I love the gut. If you haven't already listened to episode number 10, go back and check it out or literally any other episode because I talk about it all the time. But our gut is directly connected to our brain via the vagus nerve. So what we're thinking directly affects our gut and our gut directly affects how we're thinking. So it's a two-way street. Stress actually causes inflammation in our gut. And when our gut is inflamed, it causes stress. So it's like one causes the other. So we have to kind of tackle both at the same time. So for example, if you're really, really stressed out and your mind is constantly racing and you're you're eating, but you're 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 working on your computer or you're talking to somebody or you're texting or you're thinking about that thing you forgot to do or you're thinking about what you shouldn't have done or what you should be doing and you're real stressed out when you're eating, your digestion is not going to be on point because when we're in a stressed out state, we're in the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. So we have an autonomic nervous system. That's what our entire nervous system is. And then we have two parts of that nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest, and the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. So when we're eating, we ideally want to be in the rest and digest uh, parasympathetic nervous system so we can actually digest, hence the name. But if we're super stressed out when we're eating, we're in fight or flight. We're in that sympathetic nervous system, which means our digestion is completely turned off. So we're eating the food, but we're not able to properly digest it, which leads to a lack of nutrient absorption, bloating, could lead to constipation. And that's why sometimes after meals, you're like, oh my God, I'm so bloated. And a lot of times we blame it on the food when sometimes it could totally be the food, but it could also be, well, were you really stressed out when you were eating? Did you even chew? Do you remember what you ate? Um, Like, you know, were you conscious of what you were actually doing. And I, my hand is raised. I am 100% guilty of all of the above of eating while working or eating and being like, oh my God, I'm already finished. I literally don't even remember eating. I don't even remember what I had. I 100% have done that before. And I'm sure you have too, because we're human and it happens. 
But it's really important to know that doing that is causing a lot of problems in our gut. So we have to really make sure that when we're eating, we're in a rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system state because that is going to help with the bloating and the digestive issues that you're experiencing. So, and then also on the other side of it, when our gut is inflamed, it can cause feelings of stress because again, there's a vagus nerve that's directly connected. So things that inflame your gut are sugar, dairy, gluten, um, a lot of processed foods, environmental toxins, antibiotics, um, you know, stress causes inflammation. Again, it goes hand in hand. But all of these things, if our gut is inflamed, it's not going to be able to properly produce serotonin, which 90% of the ser- of our serotonin levels are produced in our gut. And that helps our feelings. You know, if we don't have a lot of serotonin, we'll feel more anxious and more depressed. And obviously that leads to being stressed out. So the inflammation that can be caused in our gut from all the things I just listed can actually cause you to feel more stressed out. So if you're noticing like, ooh, actually I was eating a lot of processed food lately. I, you know, I I was taking a lot of Advil or I'm real stressed out when I'm eating. Like you, you notice that your stress levels might be increasing. Once you start shifting your diet to more whole foods, um, and you're more conscious of what you're actually eating, you will most likely notice those stress levels go down. However, it's not just about nutrition, which we're going to get to other ways to help manage that, but it is very, very connected. So I hope this is making sense. So a lot of times people will say, oh my God, I'm so bloated. I, I, I can't go to the bathroom. Da, da, da. I eat this, this, and this. Like, is this okay? Is this food okay? Yes, we have to look at the nutrition aspect of it. Yes, like I said, sugar, dairy, gluten are huge proponents of bloat and of digestive problems. But if you're, you know, doing all the things, you're eating a protein, fiber, fat at every meal, it's, it's whole foods, it's organic, it's all the things, like, then I have to ask, oh, okay, well, how have your stress levels been? Because emotionally, too, when we're holding on to things, if we're really, really tense and we're really stressed out and we're holding on to things, that is going to energetically move on to our digestion. So we're going to hold on to everything, which includes your stool. So it's going to cause constipation because you're energetically so tight because you're so stressed out or even emotionally, what are you holding on to? Are you holding on to a fight, a past relationship or something else? Energetically, what are you holding on to? Because that's going to transfer to holding on to pooping. And so you're going to be constipated or also holding on to excess weight too. It's not just what we're eating and we're moving our body, we have to think of the energetics of it as well because everything is all connected. So if you're holding on to feelings and emotions and you're really, really tense and stressed, it's going to cause our body to hold on to other things as well because everything is connected. I hope this is making sense to you. It is a little out there topic, but it's really not because it makes sense because we're holistic beings. Every single thing is connected. I know we tend to think because in the Western world, we think that everything is separate, but it's not. Every single thing is connected. Like I said, our brain is literally directly connected to our gut and our gut is connected to everything. So what we're thinking, how we're feeling emotionally, it's all going to affect our physical body. It's going to affect our energy levels. It's going to affect everything. So this stress that we could be experiencing can cause constipation. It could cause bloating. It could cause this digestive distress. And then it just is a cycle that goes on and on because one causes the other. So I'm going to give you a few tips of what you can do to really make sure that you are supporting your digestion when you're eating, especially. Okay. So of course, like I said, 
I'm aim aim for mostly whole foods, lots and lots of plants, making sure it's organic and having a protein, fiber, and fat at every single meal, all those good things. But you could be doing all that. And if you're sitting at your computer or you're not even paying attention to what you're eating and you're really, really stressed out when you're eating, it doesn't even matter what you're eating because you're not going to be able to fully absorb those nutrients and your body is not going to be in a state to digest it. So yes, it's super important what you're eating, but this next part is just as important. So a practice that I am starting to incorporate more of, I definitely don't do it all the time, but this is something that I'm striving to do more consistently, is before eating, take five, three to five deep breaths before every meal. In through your nose and out through your mouth. Just like that, three times a little deeper and I didn't want to fully like blow air into your ear right now, but do like really deep three to five really, really deep breaths before you eat. Why are you doing that? Because breathing immediately stimulates the the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest. It automatically lowers your cortisol levels simply by breathing, which is why meditation is such an important practice, which is, of course, another tip. But right now, I'm just speaking of right before you're eating and when you're eating. So taking three to five deep breaths before your meal is instantly going to lower those cortisol levels, put you in a parasympathetic rest and digest state so your body is able to actually absorb and digest the foods that you're consuming, which is crucial because if you're spending money on these organic foods, you're taking the time to prepare it, you're doing your best to try and make sure you're getting nutrient-rich foods to support your health and your hormones, you want to make sure that your body's actually able to absorb it and use it and not have it actually cause bloating and more digestive distress. And it's such an easy thing to do before we eat, but a lot of times, like I have done this, I'll be like, oh, I don't have time to take three to five breaths right now, which is insane. And if you are someone who's saying that too, whenever I say that to my myself, I'm like, okay, wait, I actually need to be taking these breaths even more on the days than when I'm like, oh, I have time to do this. It's same with meditation. If what you're saying to yourself is, oh, I don't have time to meditate. That means you need to meditate even more than you think because it actually gives us more time. It lowers those stress levels. When we think we have no time for things and we're always rushing and rushing and rushing, which I 100% fall into that category and it's something I actively need to work on. It means that we really, really need those deep breaths more so than somebody else. So, and if you think about it, literally three to five breaths takes probably less than one minute. And if we don't have one minute, we need to reevaluate our life. So three to five breaths before every meal. It might be hard to remember this. So if you want, you could try and either, if you eat, like consistently around the same time, depending on what your schedule is. You could put an alarm in your phone. Um, you could put a sticky note on your fridge or in your lunch bag. If you, if you travel to work, just like three to five deep breaths when, you know, before you open your food, something that's a trigger and a reminder for you, like, oh yeah, that's right. I, I need to take three to five breaths right now. So that's going to be huge for your digestion. So that's number one, taking three to five breaths before every meal. This is going to help your stress levels and it's going to help your digestion. Number two, being present while you're eating. So I feel like this has gotten worse for people. It definitely has for me during the pandemic because I'm home all the time. You know, I work from home, which is amazing. I absolutely love it. But I also feel like I use this time when I'm eating to either sit at my computer, do more work, or even at night, I'll watch TV while I'm eating. And it's, you know, I still do it at times at night because that's the only time that I really have 
to relax is the only time I really give myself to not to relax, but to watch a show. I don't watch TV during the day. It's the only time that I really will watch TV. And my fiance, Chris, he works nights. So I'm home by myself at night eating dinner. So I'm like, oh, I could watch like, uh, uh, what's that show I'm obsessed with all of a sudden? Um, oh, Rock the Block on HGTV. Like I'll watch some shows that he doesn't always love to watch. So I like doing that. But If I sit down, I take those three to five deep breaths and I'm conscious of what I'm eating while I'm watching the TV, it's not as big of a problem, but I notice when I'm working and I'm eating or I'm not even paying attention, maybe I'm watching TV and I'm texting and I'm eating, I'm doing multiple different things, multitasking, I'm not being present while I'm eating and I literally don't even remember what I ate and what it tasted like. Maybe you could connect with that. You're like, wait a second what the frig did I just eat? Did it even taste good? Like, oh, I miss it. Now I want more to eat because I don't even remember tasting it, which is so sad because I'm like, oh, it was probably really good. Like I, I remember taking a couple bites and it tasted really good, but what the hell happened? Like that's literally, I've had this conversation in my head before. And if you can connect with that, come DM me on Instagram at Angelica so I don't feel like a total psycho all by myself on this. But really being present while you're eating is huge because again, we need to make sure that we're really chewing a lot. Like we have to chew a lot more than we think we do to really help our digestive process. Because yes, our digestion is super strong, you know, depending on your current level of health, but it's really crucial to make sure that we are chewing a lot to help that process. So we're not just swallowing huge chunks of food that our body now has to break down even more to actually assimilate and go through the whole process. So chewing a ton is really, really helpful. And when we're doing other things while we're eating, we're... And when we're doing other things while we're eating, we're not chewing enough to really get that benefit of helping our digestion out. Help a sister out. Chew that food more so you can help a sister out so it doesn't have to break down such big quantities and big chunks of food because we don't realize that we'll like chew three or four times and then swallow where I I forget in my nutrition school what they said. It was an insane amount of how much to really chew. It was probably like maybe 20 times or something. And when you do, it was probably more than that. But when you do it, you're like, oh my God, I'm just chewing. I'm just biting down on my teeth. I can't, I can't physically chew this long. So when you think about it, just do it as a fun exercise and count like how many times you actually chew normally before you actually swallow and just try at least doubling that and just being more conscious of it. Now, I don't want this to turn into something that's stressing you out or that's going to be really, really structured where you're like, oh my God, I have to time how many times I'm chewing. I have to sit here in silence with a candle on while I'm eating. Like I don't want it to be like that for you. But the whole point is to just be more present while you're eating actually chew your food on like taste everything so you get that so you feel satisfied after you eat we want to feel satisfied we want to enjoy the food we're eating not only for the enjoyment of it but it's also going to help that digestion and that stress so three to five deep breaths before you eat actually be present while you're eating chew your food a lot more than you probably are and of course meditation i mean this is now this is not Um, during food time. I mean, you could totally meditate before you eat, but those tips I just gave you are really around the actual time you're eating. And now these are just other things you can implement throughout your life and throughout your day to really help with those stress levels and with that digestion. Because again, it's all connected. So of course, meditation, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be talking about stress without talking about meditation. It is so crucial just from the breathing aspect.
aspect of it, like I talked about before, it immediately lowers those cortisol levels. It helps tap into that parasympathetic rest and digest system, nervous system, which is huge. It just gives us a second. Like, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? Do you immediately look at your phone? Do you check Instagram or Facebook or go on your emails? Do you check your text messages? Like, we always have stuff coming at us. We need to keep the morning really sacred and allow ourselves space to actually not start our day in that sympathetic fight or flight mode. We have to give ourselves a little space because that's naturally just going to happen at some point during the day. But first thing in the morning, give yourself the grace of being like, I'm not checking my phone right now. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to have some water. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Maybe I'm going to journal a little bit. Maybe I'm going to meditate for just five minutes and just check in with myself. Like, how am I feeling today? What's going on today? How do I want the day to look instead of automatically just going to other outside opinions, outside things that's happening that are coming at you because we always have stuff coming at us throughout the day, but you have more control in the morning. We don't have to check that email or Instagram immediately in the morning. The world is going to be okay if we don't check it till an hour or two after we wake up. It's going to be okay. So that is what is huge too. So meditation, noticing what you're doing as soon as you wake up and really trying to shift that and then saying no and setting boundaries. I've definitely talked about this before on the podcast because this is huge and this is something that I've definitely been working on the last year and I was really, really good at it. I'm still, I feel like I let uh, let go a little bit now that like it was a lot easier during the pandemic because it was so easy to say no. Even if you didn't want to go somewhere and it was, you could just say, oh no, you know, the pandemic, like you could have kind of made it as an, as an excuse, but that's not always the case now. So it's just, you know, really working on saying no, that no muscle of, if it doesn't feel aligned, if it doesn't feel right, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Because when we fill our schedule, and I was someone who did this all the time, literally filled the weekends with things to do, filled it with places to go, people to see, always filling my time, even throughout the workday, because I would see a chunk of time with nothing there. And I'm like, oh, I have to I have to put something there. I have to be always doing something. I have to always be being productive or going here, going there. And it's like, No, leave room for spontaneity. Leave room for magic. Like we need some more space. So have more space in your life. Say no to things that don't actually feel good to you and watch your stress levels decrease and allow yourself to feel okay with that and don't feel guilty about saying no to something that you don't actually want to do because I'm an Enneagram too. If you are, um, if you know the Enneagram, if you don't, highly recommend going to the Enneagram Institute and figuring out what your Enneagram is because it will change your life. It's like a personality test, but not just like a regular one. It's amazing. That just reminded me of Mean Girls. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Okay, moving on. So (laughs) when you, I'm someone who typically could have more people-pleasing tendencies and have a harder time saying no because I'm the helper. I always want to help people. I always want to be fixing things. Like that's my uh, biggest strength and my biggest weakness. So saying no to me is, is a little difficult and maybe you could connect with that. But if you think about it, allow yourself to say no to something you don't actually want to do because if you say yes and you actually go there, and you don't want to be there, you're not even giving those people your best energy, and that's not good for anybody. So what's best for you is always best for everybody else. Even if it seems like it's a little more selfish, it's always best for everybody else involved because 
you want to go places where you're going to bring your best energy and that you actually want to be at because that's what the world needs. The world doesn't need people saying yes to everything, going to stuff when they don't want to and just showing up pissed off or not bringing your best energy or just faking it the whole time. Like we don't need that, right? So say no to things that don't feel aligned and that don't feel like a hell yes and set some boundaries for yourself because it's going to greatly help your stress levels, especially in this wild world we're living in today. It's more important than ever to make sure that we are doing that. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. I kind of went a little all over the place with the stress and the digestion, but it's all connected. What I want you to know out of this is that your gut is directly connected to your brain through the vagus nerve. So stress causes inflammation in your gut. And when your gut is inflamed, it causes stress. It could cause constipation, bloating, anxiety, all the things. So I'm just going to real quick go through the tips again. So number one, taking three to five deep breaths before every meal. Number two, being present while you're eating. Number three, not looking at your phone first thing in the morning. And number four, meditation. Um, And number five, saying no and setting boundaries. So making sure, oh, and also with the being present while eating, chewing, making sure we're chewing a lot, okay? So I hope these tips are helpful for you. Please don't try implementing all five of these things at once. Pick one thing that resonates with you, start there, get consistent with it, and you could always add another one on from there. So As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I have two group coaching programs. Mind Your Hormones 101 is a 12-week group coaching program, and Honor Your Cycle is an eight-week group coaching program. Those right now are currently closed, and they are in the middle of a session that I have going on. However, what I did for you is I created mini intro courses of each of those courses at a fraction of the investment that it actually is to go into the program so you can get a jump start on your journey and at least get yourself started so you could start building that foundation. You could start seeing results. You could start feeling better and get the support that you need to actually stay consistent, to know that you're on the right path. And then if you ever decide like, oh, I actually really liked this. Now I feel more confident making the actual investment to do the 12-week program. Or maybe you don't want to. You totally don't have to after that. It's not like a requirement. If you do the intro course, you have to do the full course. It's just, I wanted to make something that was more feasible to you because I know some of you were like, oh my God, I would love to join Mind Your Hormones, but it's just too much of an investment for me right now, which I totally understand. So I wanted to offer something that was at a much, 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 much lower price point so I could help serve you more and let you get started on your journey because that's what I want. I just want you to get started. I want you to get started on the right foot and start seeing results and start healing because time is the one thing that we cannot buy more of. And the more that we wait and the more that we just stay stuck in this place of feeling defeated, feeling like I'm so inconsistent, I'm not motivated, I don't know what else to try, I'm so sick of this, the longer we stay in that place, the worse off things are going to be. We're wasting our life in a way because we deserve to feel amazing and have energy and feel comfortable in our body and know that what we're doing is actually supportive to our hormones. So that is why I created these mini intro courses for you and at the time of this recording, depending on when you're listening to this, right now it's Friday, We, I am closing the cart for these intro courses on Tuesday, May 4th. So you have until Tuesday, May 4th to hop in. And let me just give you a quick rundown of what each of them will be if you want to know which is best for you. 
And of course, you could always DM me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica if you have any, any questions at all. So the intro to Mind Your Hormones 101, this one is for you if you are like, I really am struggling. I have an irregular period. My digestion is really messed up. I have a lot of cravings. I can't lose weight. I've been trying a ton of things. I don't know how to actually eat to support my hormones. I don't even know what my root cause is. I just want to learn how to actually support myself. That is the course for you because in Intro to Mind Your Hormones, you are going to be learning how to set up a sustainable hormone healthy lifestyle for long-term results so you can actually stay consistent. So we're going to be tackling blood sugar regulation, which is a huge root cause. And some symptoms of blood sugar dysregulation are cravings, sleep disturbances, 3 p.m. slump, brain fog, inability to lose weight, facial hair growth, headaches, all of this and more is coming from blood sugar dysregulation. So this is something that we really, really tackle in that intro course. You get tons of recipes, guided meditations, product recommendations. You get access to a Facebook group that I will be active in until the end of May. So it's, oh, you get a supplement protocol. I mean, it's amazing. The the value that you're getting for such a fraction of the cost of the program is so incredible because I really just want this to be accessible for you so you can get yourself started. So that is what Mind Your Hormones, intro to Mind Your Hormones is. And the intro to Honor Your Cycle is for you if you're like, I really want to understand how my cycle actually works. Like, what is going on there? What are the four phases to my cycle? How does my energy shift throughout the four phases of my cycle? How can I use nutrition to actually support every phase of my cycle? So that is the course where you are going to learn about the different shifts in your body. You're going to have recipes that are supportive to every single phase in your cycle. And all the recipes, by the way, in both intro courses are vegan and gluten-free. Of course, you can adapt them to whatever you want, but that's how they are. And they're hormone balancing the whole nine, so you don't even have to think about it. So you're learning and honor your cycle, how to use nutrition, how you shift your nutrition for each phase of your cycle so you can actually give your body what it needs in every phase of your cycle. So for this course, you have to have a regular period. If you are on hormonal birth control or you do not have a regular period, then this intro course is not the one for you. Intro to Mind Your Hormones would be for you if you are on hormonal birth control or you have an irregular period. Okay, so that is the difference between the two. If you have any questions at all, please DM me on Instagram at Angelica. There's so many women that already hopped into it because they were part of the masterclass and they got access to it first, so they're in it. They're super excited about it. I really wanted to give that Facebook group option as well so you guys can create community around it, have accountability, and have more access to me to ask me questions. And this is a self-paced intro course course. So once you sign up, you immediately get all the videos on the back end, all these resources I was talking about. You have access to it forever and you could start it whenever you want. takes as quickly or as long as you want to actually go through it. The only time constraint is that I will only be active in the Facebook groups until May 31st. You will always have access to these Facebook groups, but I will only be active in it until the end of May 31st because it is such a low price point that I need to really make sure that I am dedicating most of my energy to my clients that are in the full programs. So that is why the time constraint is only for how long I am active in those Facebook groups. But if you are listening to this in time, make sure that you come DM me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. We could see which course is best for you. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Tag me on Instagram with your takeaways or come DM me at Corinne Angelica. I love having this conversation with you and I'm so happy you're here. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.